0: Log Talk Radio. Mm -hmm.
1: night edition of the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. It's bien. Ay, ay, All right, Sam. Watch out. How's everybody doing? Doing
1: well. A little tired, but, you know. It's bien. E E
2: tu,
3: Oh boy.
2: All righty. All right. What's our uh top of the hour topic for tonight, Papa Didi?
1: Um my my question is, uh with all the uh things that business is getting you to trying to get you to give into, what is the one thing that you just wouldn't give up? What I mean by that?
2: Yeah, you're going to have to give me an example.
1: In fact, I'll answer the question first. The one thing I wouldn't give up, or not on all of them, but on the majority of, of things, is uh, to go paperless. You know, I don't think I would ever go paperless across the board with with things like with bank statements and, you know, electric bill, gas bill. For some reason, I like to open up my electric bill and gas bill and read it, you know. Even just bills, period, I like to kind of, like, see what's up and keep track of them and things like that. I mean, because sometimes when, when you, just as an example, when a company tells you to go paperless, man, they're going to take you out of the paper system completely. <laughs> and you're not going to see a damn thing from them. Okay? Right. Okay. So, that's just one thing. I mean, and okay. I'm, I'm saying that as an example of, uh, you know, whatever, because business is trying to say a lot of stuff when it comes to your cell phone, this and that, you know, whatever they want to recommend to you, you know, you know all the stuff out there that they're trying to lure you into. Right, right. What's one thing no matter what businesses offer you that you say no every time?
2: I would say I have two. One is certain types of subscriptions. Like Mm -hmm. when they try to get you to subscribe to something and they say, well, it's free. I don't care if it's free for 30 days, 90 days, a year, whatever. I'm like, you know what? If it's not something that I wanted in the first place, don't give me the free offer and then if I slip up on canceling in time, now Mm -hmm. I get hit with a bill.
1: Yeah, because you got to drop that card in there.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's one. And my second one, Speaking of dropping that card is automatic withdrawals for bills. I don't like those. Mean, I just uh, rather I forgot retro, what you, retro uh direct uh payment, yeah. whatever that's called.
1: Retro that it comes out every month. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I
2: hate those. I'd rather pay my bill when I'm ready to pay it. Don't <laughs> just reach in my account and take my money because you say it's time. I will give you my money when I'm ready. So that's my
3: two. Mm. Mm. Um. You guys hit on some interesting things. Um. To, it's a good segue to what I was going to say uh, about a particular company, phone company, um, which we'll talk about later. But um, the reoccurring charges, you know, they claim you can save, but then you know you got more of a headache. Um, because some other things are going on your 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 uh, information might be breached or they're trying to sell you something additional, some cyber mm. um, uh, protection I don't like that um, so you know i yeah, I just don't like that, and the reoccurring charges too so and also when you have your um, card attached to certain um bills like you said like that are reoccurring. I think sometimes they take advantage of that, you know. They say that you're saving, but a lot of times it's more headaches than saving. So I agree. So um, I I just, you know, I'm start going through my bills and start redoing some things, and I'm like Papa
2: Didi. I like paper too. (laughs) Yeah, paper gal. Mm hmm So yeah, I hear you. I tell Mm -hmm. you the other thing. That irks me Is when they When you have your Information already recorded With them Mm
4: -hmm. And
2: then if something is wrong And they've already You know even if you paid it correctly But they didn't bill it right Bottom line what I'm trying to say Is if the mistake is on their end They're Mm -hmm. quick to get their money On time But when it's their mistake Why does it always take so long To get the money back you know, they can mm-hmm. snatch your money in the blink of an eye, but then when they mm-hmm. say, oh, well, we'll give you a refund, and it yeah. may take up to two to three weeks, I'm like, how? It took you three mm-hmm. seconds to get that money out of my account.
4: Mm-hmm. Why do I have what? to wait
2: for three weeks to get my money back?
4: That's what? some bullcrap.
2: I think they just it hold is. your money so they can get more interest um, and mm-hmm. use it, whatever it is that they do with it. And they give it back when they're good and daggone ready, because they know they got you over a barrel. Right.
3: Yeah, you know they fun. do
2: that. Yeah, they do that also with hotels. If you go
3: into a hotel and you need to hold, they may hold a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars for incidentals. Oh, it may take up to two weeks to get your money back. I don't understand that. Why is that?
5: You yeah, know, to that get your, even um, make
3: sense. your credit back on your account. I'm like. Um, I think we need to start calling the BBB on them <laughs> and uh, to see how fast we're going to get our money back. So, you know. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Well, that's just something to think about.
3: Yeah, for sure. All right. Mm-hmm.
2: So what you got on the rundown for tonight, Kel?
3: All right. We got quite a bit.
2: Sizzling hot off the press
3: for sure. Um, Some things I haven't even heard about this week. Our uh-huh. hot topic tonight, education department will erase $5.8 billion, I said billion dollars in loans for borrowers with disabilities. Also bizarre Capitol Hill bomb threat and the latest on Afghanistan. Also, I hit and quoted headlines. Hypersonic jet can fly from New York City to London in under an hour. Wow. Um, Also, here we go, T-Mobile probe into breach, finds um, more customers hit. Also, R. Kelly trial, latest news. Also, former um, Florida sheriff spent thousands in taxpayers' money on life-size bronze statue of himself. Also, Southwest pilot flight attendants say they're exhausted, pilots ready to picket. And Russia claims U.S. rigged the Olympics. (laughs) Also our cocktail of the week I got a surprise for you What's poppin' with Papa Didi Our weird news Rope bridge over busy English road Keeps squirrels out of danger Also baby shark born in aquarium Tank where only females are kept (laughs) Uh, Theme park's robot plans Have people freaked I'm just saying with red wine Here we go again Living for the city with Papa Didi My Hollywood wrap up and the kitchen list. Sit back, relax, I'm sorry, and also the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with hot topic.
5: You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914- 803- that's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew. And more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to, to throw pillows?
1: All right, welcome back to the pajama party. My name is Papa D, and we're with Kettle. Hello. And red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling. All right, let's crank it up. It's time for the hot, hot topics. And Kettle, mm-hmm. you're up first. All right, What's now?
3: 5.8 billion dollars. I don't even know how many zeros that is, but the uh, U.S. Education Department announced on uh, yesterday that is discharging the outstanding student loans of more than 323,000 borrowers who have um, significant permanent disabilities, and will remove barriers for borrowers who qualify for um, this relief in the future. The announcement will erase some $5.8 billion in debt and marks a significant step towards fixing a troubled debt relief program meant to help borrowers with disabilities. Interesting. Um, Also, the program is meant to wipe out the student loan debt of uh, Americans who can no longer work due to a significant disability. Uh, But until now, borrowers who qualify for the program had to apply for the relief. So it goes on to say now um, relief will become automatic for those who are identified through a data match with the um, Social Security Administration. Uh, the next match is in September, and based on those who were identified in June, the department uh, expects more than, um, you know, that amount of people, 323000 with the $5.8 billion. Wow, that's a lot of money.
2: You that's a lot of debt. Mhm, it's a lot of debt, so yeah. if you're disabled, then you might be able to get all your student loan wiped out.
3: Maybe. sure, yeah,
2: but we'll well, they said yeah. you know they gotta do this whole match thing well, so, but I mean, if you get it, it sounds almost like a not like a lottery, but if you mm-hmm. get in that list or whatever, and they pick your name in, put your name mm-hmm. in, then you can be on the list but. Well, Mm -hmm. congrats to anybody who gets in the list.
3: I agree, yeah. Um, They did say that this,
2: um,
3: hmm, I have heard of the Permanent Disability Discharge Program, uh, which dates back to 1965. Um, Yes, and in fact, many borrowers didn't know that they were eligible at all. So you know, a lot of people don't know about these different programs. You know, um, sometimes you got to go seek and find. Well, so they have all the time. Yeah, cause they're not going to tell you about the program. Um, I'm just glad that it's being widely known and you know people are talking about it. So, um, hey, if you're disabled and you have some student loans out there, I think go for it. So, yeah,
2: definitely. Mm-hmm. It's so many different government-backed programs that Mm -hmm. are available for people under so many, like, oddball uh, uh, qualifications. Characteristics. Yeah, Yeah, characteristics and qualifications that people have no idea.
3: Yeah, I agree. It is. So it's like you got to ask
2: somebody. (laughs) You don't know You really do. Right, Papa? (laughs)
3: That's right.
2: You got to go find out, you know. But I guess mm-hmm. the question is like, how? You know, where do you look? It's mm-hmm. it's tricky finding all that stuff. But all right, we'll keep it moving.
3: Mhm.
2: All right, thank you, Kettle. That's good information. You're all right. All right. What you got, Papa uh, D? This
1: story here was the that knucklehead up at the Capitol Hill bombing threat. When I listened to some of the stuff he was saying and how aggressive he was speaking it, it was just it was just atrocious i mean i don't know how people just and he and and half the stuff he says wasn't even true did what he had and stuff like that but he's making a statement so openly and freely i mean any other time you know swat will put a bullet in your head you know like like it's nothing it just like put you to sleep in a minute but it seemed like ever since the uh the old trump administration people have this unforeseen power and they just one day come out with their mind lost and just start speaking in there, in their complete white privilege, you know, with no holes barred living on the premise of, of, of Donald Trump's, uh, as angry as he used to get. And they got the same MO and it's uncontrollable, you know? So anyway, the, the man who, uh, Clean to have a bomb and drove his pickup truck onto the sidewalk in front of the Library of Congress, sparking a hours long standoff. That's okay, and facing a federal weapons and mass mass destruction charge, and will undergo a you know psychiatric evaluation. Oh, of course. My ass, throw his ass in jail. What the, what the hell? We need to know what's on his mind. He's crazy. He proved that. But the statements, you know, words is you know words are vicious. And then making threats is vicious and saying you got this stuff by yourself in a pickup truck, talking out loud, live streaming. What else does a person need to do to convict themselves self of a crime? But now you're going to do a mental evaluation. Hell, we know he's crazy. What the hell are you trying to prove? What, what level of crazy he is? Mm-hmm. Anyway, his name was Floyd Ray uh, Roseberry. He's from Grover, North Carolina. He appeared via telephone uh, during a, a virtual appearance before the U.S. District Court, uh, manager Judge uh, Zella F- uh, Fuji Friday afternoon. The afternoon, uh, Friday afternoon, and in, in, uh, in and bu- bu- to, to face charges on a bizarre incident that drew a massive police presence to Capitol Hill. And this is all kind of money wasted. On the standoff of stuff, and if the clock goes over the time frame, now it becomes overtime for everybody. Especially people who came to work at seven o'clock that morning, supposed to get off at three, and they're there until six. So three hours overtime for forty-five people. You know. But anyway. So anyway, he uh, he surrendered to authorities Thursday afternoon after a five-hour standoff during which wow. he live-streamed himself on Facebook. You know, holding a large uh, rusty can. That he claimed would detonate if police fired on him, so he knew that getting shot was part of the plan. I mean, anytime if you decide to rob a bank, expect bullets to to come at your ass when you walk out the bank with a bag of money. It's just it's just relevant anyway, So by
2: claiming he had explosives,
1: yeah, and he talked in a way where people would be precautious. he got a detonator, all this stuff. But then when at the, the deal was done, they found some type of agency said that could uh start a bomb but nothing was constructed together as they he probably was too ignorant to do that mm. you know but you can't you know I mean you can't say you got a birthday cake just because you got flour and sugar and butter oh, and oh. in a bag that doesn't make a damn birthday cake right Cause yeah, you that's gotta true. mix it and bake it and shit you know he's I got all the components in my car for a bomb but it's not a bomb he he, got, claimed he, got
2: he had a weapon of mass destruction. Okay. He
1: got a doorbell in one bag. He got gunpowder in another bag. He's got nails in another bag. You got to put this shit together. Anyway.
4: Crazy.
1: So the judge also read the charges against Roseberry that included threats to attempt to use a weapon of mass destruction, which is punishable pun- pun- by life in prison. Hmm. The use of attempt to use of explosive devices, which is punishable by up to 10 years. Roseberry uh, has not entered a plea the judge appointed uh David Boss uh who's the office from the federal office of public Defenders. so he now now the federal government's going to pay for his defense you know cuz i guess he claimed he's broke and he's a public defender they talked to his wife oh. and she said it yeah yeah they talked to his wife and she said ex-wife. oh ex wife right ex wife you know she she kicked his ass at the curve you know <laughs> she said oh i." I could not believe he. I'd never expected even. Well, why'd y'all divorce? <laughs> what, what, was, what was the logistics of your divorce? Let's talk about that. Why'd you kick oh, his ass okay. to the curb? He was a crazy mofo. You know it. She's trying to speak on his behalf so he don't so, so he don't put a bullet in her head. Shit. He, she know how crazy his ass is, but she say Well, now
2: one, I heard that he said that he had not. Had his what he called his mind medicine for
1: two days. Oh Lord! Like, so now it's
2: like, oh, so you offer your mind medicine? I mean, for you two know, you,
1: you you bring your pickup truck. I mean, he was he, this guy was a classic white boy, you know, a classic white boy. He had to pick up the attitude, the Trump disposition. It was classic.
2: He said he was throwing money like dollar bills out the window, telling people to call the police. Call the police. Tell them clear the area, and and Biden needs to put the flags at half half, you know, staff staff level. All of this stuff because he didn't want to hurt anybody.
1: Yeah, okay. Somebody like, do. And he even had a, he didn't even have a device. He said all the right stuff to not get his ass shot. So you ain't that crazy. Exactly. Okay. So anyway, I don't all I'm gonna say understand. is that if it
3: was if it was one of us, we'd be shot up dead. We'd be gone. Oh, we, be okay. we would. Okay. We, would
1: <laughs> we would have been the equivalent of Swiss cheese. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. As soon as they determined it was no bomb, they went unload on his ass.
2: They're out there mm-hmm. writing messages on a whiteboard, yeah. trying to communicate with him. Yeah, them. he didn't
1: want to use a phone. They offered him a phone. They got a robot to take a phone down to him.
2: Oh, my God. And he turned that
1: down. And, you know, he was just, just arrogant, which is, you mm-hmm. know, classic Trump, you know, arrogancy. So now
2: he wants to act like he's not competent. To yeah, yeah of it. course,
1: because his reality set in. Mm-hmm. All All the guns and whistles is over. Everything is done. They confiscate your vehicle. Now you ain't got Jack, but the crap you had in your pocket, which is probably nothing. Okay. Anyway. My
3: thing is, how, how can a nut, um, you know, uh, control the police department? <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, because he, he said all the right what, things.
3: Yeah. I'm like, come he on. He said
1: all the right people. things and I get shot. I got a bomb. I'm going to detonate. Deaden- when you say that, now you're stopping the, the threat. Because, you know, SWAT is going to... If you're down there just talking stuff in an empty empty pickup truck, SWAT's going to be talking to you, and, you know, they could pick you off, which going to shove. But he said all mm-hmm. the things saying the bomb's going to blow up two two city blocks, and, you know, he, he
2: mm-hmm. got
1: into it hard. You know, he had to protect his ass first and foremost. So
2: Yeah, like you said, he doesn't sound that crazy.
1: No, he ain't crazy at all. Mm-hmm. All right, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Speaking
2: of what's crazy. The latest stuff on Afghanistan. Mm. This, to me, is is so difficult to even comprehend because it has layers like an onion. I, I've been trying to keep up with this story all week, and it's so confusing because you try to understand what's going on and why. And depending on what you read and where you get your information and who you hear it from, there's so many different angles to this. So... The latest information that I got, which was fresh info, like maybe within the last two to three hours, they were saying that the Taliban has now moved swiftly to crush early opposition to hold across Afghanistan, undermining their repeated attempts to convince the world that their rule will be more inclusive than it was two decades ago. Desperate Afghans are trying to get out of there, Uh, in that area surrounding Kabul's international airport. But the Taliban fighters are stationed right outside the area, and there's been a lot of shots fired trying to control the crowd. I did see that newborn baby that somebody had handed up to the uh, U.S. military. So they did manage. I don't know whose baby it was, but they said the baby was reunited with their family. So I guess somehow the family had gotten over to where the U.S. was getting people out, but the baby didn't, so somebody handed the baby over there. Uh, President Biden, of course, is still defending the U.S.'s position. Everything is just chaotic. The president is saying that he's going to make sure that any U.S. citizens or people who helped, uh, like the interpreters and things that are from Afghanistan, that if they want to get out, he's going to make sure they get out. I don't know how that's going to get accomplished with all of the madness going on, but uh, they got helicopters now evacuating people, you know, those big military planes. Um, Some countries are saying that they'll take some people and get some people out. So it's just it's so much going on, and that stuff is like the, the updates are happening like every few minutes. It's something different going on. I feel so bad for the people there that are just caught in the middle of it. And I heard this one lady on the news who said that she's trying to get out, but eventually she wants to go back. And not to be disrespectful to somebody's country, but I found myself thinking, go back to what for what? If the Taliban ends up taking over, what are you trying to go back for? If the reports are true about the harsh treatment toward women, why would this woman want to go back? I mean, I understand that's the country of your birth, but if it's jacked up, you need to make another plan. So that that's all I got on Afghanistan. It's just so was she, much.
3: Was she by herself? Or was it a family or,
2: or what? In the report that I saw, she was speaking by herself. I don't mm-hmm. know where her family is or if she has other family members there that she's trying to get back to. But she mm-hmm. was just, ba- basically, she was just speaking as though, you know, this is my country and, right. you know, it's some, I would like to come back. And I just was astonished. Like, come back? Really?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You just waiting for, you know, some of these soldiers to come and harm you in some way?
4: Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. This, so.
3: to, to, to me this whole thing is just a hot mess And I don't understand why they're bringing them here To In a city We have all this land in these different states Like North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas Send them folks out there in a rural area Why bring them in a city where there's more Chaos here Because uh, from what I've heard They cleared out a, a, a shelter for them Here in D.C. So like, really? Okay. Yeah, Maryland.
1: Maryland's yeah. making provisions as well. Governor, uh, he's, he's making yeah. provisions.
3: Hogan, yeah. yeah, he is. So I haven't heard nothing from the Virginia governor. So um, it should be interesting to see. I guess they said we
2: don't want them here.
1: <laughs> I think the Virginia, Virginia governor did yeah. speak up on it as well. Okay. Some okay. to that effect. I mean, yeah, like I said, there's
2: other countries that are making provisions to send mm. a plane and you know, or planes to get people out. But what right. I didn't understand is when you get them out, are you taking them back to your country or are you dropping them off? I mean, what what are you doing? Mm. So I I don't, think
1: it's
3: gonna well, be I think, a process problem. Well, go ahead, Bob, I'm sorry.
1: This this is the only war that um that America has finally got the inside track on. And this is why everybody's talking about it, because usually stuff goes unspoken on, like Vietnam, and why, what's the reason for the Korean War, and what was World War Two all about? You know, it was always rah rah rah. What do we do? We went in there, what have you? But this this Afghanistan thing, you know, we've been here in Afghanistan for the last twenty five years, inadvertently, but nobody ever knew what it was all about. But now that it has been explained and it has been uh, exposed Simpl- expo- well i wouldn't say so much exposed but it's been simplified mm-hmm. about it but one thing people have to understand that it, it's just one country and it's one is is one group of people these are afghanistan people the people the the, the isis people are just radical afghanistan people mm-hmm. you know they're the same people they could be there, they could be the cousins of people they could be the brothers the uncles the aunts the nieces the nephews they could be anything they're the same people they just have a radical side that has dominated the situation and and the people that are there that weren't radicalized know how crazy they are like one of your crazy family members you know how crazy they are you don't invite them to the house because you know just how crazy they are and and they know what – and they're into – and everything they do is what they know. When they behead, behead people, that's just part of their whole killing process to behead people. Maybe they get off on what your neck bone looks like when it starts to wiggle when they cut it off. And if they were raised on doing that since 9, 10 years old – then that's, just, that's their way of life when it comes to killing people. And these people know that they're capable of beheading people, and that's why they're running for their life. Cause it's just, but my thing is, what, mon- what
3: are they trying to control? What do they want? The
1: they're trying to control the, the land, land, which they got. The land, the land, of course, which they've got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing, too, the one thing that we can never do in America, we can never go and try to conquer somebody in their own backyard. That's almost impossible we We were dropped over there as a lot of people were dropped over here eighteen nineteen years old, coming from rural Minnesota or lived in Phoenix, Arizona, or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and now they're in a place where they're fighting against people that know the the terrain they know the weather, they know the sandstorms they know everything about that country that's why most people get killed by uh IUD bombs and snipers and all that, they can hide behind stuff. And then America has dropped so much armament there and everything is based on territories when they take over areas. See how they were taking over territories? America has left everything over there from Humvees to, to F, F-150 trucks to everything. I mean, you name it. We've left helicopters over there because when you take stuff over to war, you don't bring it back, you know? And we just left the keys and the everything. And it's a whole production of vehicles over there. You look on the news, you'll see the Taliban driving in the F-150. You know, that's brand, that's, that's no later driving than driving
2: in U.S. military vehicles.
1: Military vehicles, and we brought all this stuff, and then we just left all the, I think we should have kind of snuck out. In, but then the flip side of this, and I'm not going to run on with it, sometimes Americans don't want to leave when they say leave. You know, they didn't got their little families over there. They like the luxury. They like the freedom. They may like little recreational drugs, the hashish and the black opium. And they just kind of living a life, you know, footloose and fancy free. And they say, look, y'all got to get out. We got to get out. Then all of a sudden when the S when the hit the fan, now America's saying, well, we can't, we can't get from the embassy to the airport. Well, we told you ass to leave two months ago. And you've been pussyfooting around. You know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's deep. It's deep. Anyway, I'll leave that alone.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's a deep mess.
1: Yeah, it's a mess.
2: Yeah, hot mess. You right about that? God bless them. Yeah, I was going to say pray for them because that's a mess. Mm -hmm. Those people that were clinging on to that airplane and the body they found in the wheel well that was all messed up, mangled, decomposed, people were that desperate that they were hanging on to the outside of the wing of the plane. And as that plane started going up in the air, and I guess the wind velocity, eventually, I mean, you can't hang on to the outside of a plane. And eventually, people started falling off. People fell to their death. I guess they figured, I'll take my chance on the outside of a plane rather than stay here.
1: And all they need when they travel is their laptop. Everybody talks, I only had time to grab a bag in my laptop. Everybody lives off their laptop. Their laptop is co- connected internationally to everything, their money,
4: yeah, their situation, money, their
1: communication, everything. everything. And one lady said, "Oh, I, all I do is could grab my laptop. Everybody talks about grabbing their laptop, and they're, that's all they need. And Because, right. uh, you know, they may bank over here. They may be with Wells Fargo or Bank of America. You never know. You know, it's like we got Swiss bank accounts. They got American bank accounts. Anyway,
2: <laughs> that's something to think
1: about yeah. all right,
2: well, if you want to join the conversation, hit us up nine one um wait a minute what's the number nine one four
1: eight oh three
2: thank you four three oh six. I got that part, and press one and
1: press one we're gonna
2: take, yes, press one. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're coming back Because we we've got more for you on the hit it and quit it headlines <laughs> on the other side of the break on the pajama party
5: show. It's another Friday night at the pajama party show. And we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the pajama party show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we will know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives. So send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show While I try to find out who hid the belt from my road, I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that.
1: Welcome back to the John Party. When he was Papa D.D., I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine.
2: Um, swah, darling. All right, it's that time. We're going to hit him and quit him. All right, Kettle, you're up first. Hit him. You ready, Cattle? Um, I'm sorry, sweetie. All right.
3: <laughs> Hello. I have <laughs> one too many cocktails, I guess. Cocktails a week, week, week. Um, uh, this article says, forget the supersonic. This hypersonic jet can fly from New York City to London in under an hour. Wow. That's, That's scary. some kind of fast supersonic flight is arriving in a hurry and it, uh, in the last 18 months BOOM has successfully tested its XB1 demonstrator aircraft in pre-solid 15 um, of its still in development 30 seat overture models to um, United Airlines. Wow. Virgin Galactica and uh, Rose Royce rolled out um, a partnership to develop uh, a 19 seater uh, Even the oh Lord, even the Russian Federation revealed plans to build uh, a supersonic jet for commercial use as well. Um, but last week, the Atlanta-based company announced a $60 million award from the U.S. Air Force to finance testing of the aircraft. Um, like the Greek god, uh, was it Hermes? Uh, this Hermes is designed to travel seamlessly between worlds with a projective top speed of uh, 5.5 or 4,219 miles an hour. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, That makes it the fastest uh, reused uh, aircraft on the planet. The speed will come from a unique engine setup, a a uh, turbine-based combine cycle Wow, such systems use a standard jet engine for launch and landing, and to uh, build enough speed to f- uh, flight to feed air into a um, second tube, known as a ramjet or a scramjet. Wow. So right now, it plans to test a small-scale version in 2023 and a mid-sized cargo-carrying version in 2025. In a larger one, hmm. passenger version, in 2029. So they're rocking and rolling.
2: This so, sounds wow. like some Star Trek stuff.
3: It does. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess Star Trek is, is just as a
2: are coming to fruition, I guess. I'm just wondering, when a plane is traveling, it, you said it was 4,000 and something miles per miles. hour?
3: miles, yes, almost 4,200 miles an hour.
4: Forty-two
2: hundred <laughs> miles per hour. What does that do to a person? If you're Ooh. in that plane, I would think your face would be pulled almost off of your skeleton. I mean, what? Did, there must be something in the cabin to protect the person. I guess. I'm quite sure. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 So they say by 2025.
3: Yep. Okay. In 2029. They got some bigger versions coming. So. It's interesting to see who's who's involved. You know, different people are involved in um, these different projects. So.
2: Yeah, I heard you say Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I ain't mad at him. Okay. Go for
2: it.
3: hmm Sounds All right. expensive.
2: All
3: yeah, right. It does. Hit
2: <laughs> All right, Papa, hit him.
1: That sounds a little more stu- that sounds a little more suitable than going to the up in the orbit like Bezo and uh, the other guy did, you know.
4: Oh, uh, up there virgin, just to, yeah, virgin guy. Yeah,
1: just to, just to float in the air for a few minutes and come back down. That seemed pretty worthless. Anyway.
2: Uh, <laughs> All right, moving on.
1: T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're into a breach. Uh, into a breach finds more customers that it would hit with the breach, But the sad part about it, I don't think they're really taking it that serious because they really don't care because I think T-Mobile looks at their product as a fun unit and not really a serious unit. So I guess they expect you to take care of the problem. Anyway, Mm. they said on Friday an uh, ongoing investigation into a data breach reveals that uh, hackers accused has accessed uh, personal information from more than 3.5 million customers, okay, bringing the total number of people affected to more than 53 million people, all right? Now, if that was the case of any major situation, it would have made, like, national news. I'm not sure to made national well, news, but it would have been an investigation that's wide open, but when I look at TV, I see T-Mobile still advertising, you know, for people 55 and older, we give you two phones for blah, 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 blah. Or you have to do T Mobile blah, blah 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 or T Mobile Tuesday or blah, blah 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 blah. The commercials are just nothing's changed. You know what I mean? It's always advertisement the way it's supposed to be to compete with where we're competing with, whether it be Verizon, Xfinity, whatever other cell phone businesses out there, we have to dominate and compete. But the problem is that it's spending too much money on advertisement and not enough on securities. Okay? Now, they said that You can get, when people ask, what do you do to remedy the problem, what do they offer them, a two-year McAfee plan? Mm -hmm. They say, we'll give you a two-year McAfee plan for free, and after that, it's going to cost you $30 a month, something like that. Now, what kind of suggestion is that to give somebody that done already? When you got hacked, it means that your pants got pulled down, okay, so your butt ass naked. So instead of you recommending or doing something about the problem, you're telling the customer that we're going to give you two years free McAfee. To Why don't you just improve your own securities of your own network from the beginning? But you're spending millions to be the main advertiser on a Super Bowl with uh, The weekend. Okay? Hmm. The weekend.
2: Well.
1: You know, starring you know, brought to you by Mm T-Mobile, okay? And how much did that cost to sponsor that whole... millions? To sponsor that whole Super Bowl situation. But you didn't pay a drop for securities to help secure your product, and your product was hacked because it was left with its pants down and somebody just took advantage of it. And now the only remedy you can give America is... We'll give you two years of McAfee. Now, McAfee, mind you, is one of the worst security companies. They were on the investigation themselves a few weeks ago, but they're crooked asses. McAfee, you put McAfee on your computer, they're going to go through your computer like a worm, okay? They, they touch almost everything on your computer. You ever try to put another type of system on it like Viper or, or AVG or something like that? Do you know that McAfee is the hardest thing to clear off your computer? They go in there like marijuana stays in your hair and in your bloodstream. You know, it say you smoke a joint and it's in your system for 30 days or so. That's the same with McAfee. They, they have the ability to just infiltrate. When you download their product, they infiltrate the hell out of your computer.
2: And it's a memory hog.
1: It's they hog up
2: so much of your memory and your hard drive.
1: So when you put Viper in to try to have a new situation, they say we still find McAfee still hanging around. Get rid of this McAfee. And McAfee's hiding behind a steel door somewhere. It's crazy. So, And, and so shame. We're going to put them on a the kiss list. Shame on T-Mobile for not protecting your own systems. And then you're going to tell the customer that we're going to sell you two years of McAfee. We're going to give you two years free. So you can keep your own stuff clean. Well, damn. Well, then what the hell we got you for? when you allowing yourself to get raped, but you want us to protect you or yourself from your uh police? Anyway, T-Mobile's on the kitchen list tonight. I
2: got him. T-Mobile. Crap. Okay. That's a hot mess. And speaking of hot messes, we got the R. Kelly trial going on. That is a steaming pile of hot mess. So uh, this week. Uh, I think it started on Wednesday, if I got that correctly. Mm -hmm. So starting with Thursday, you had his personal physician, who's been his doctor for 25 years, took the stand and testified about all this stuff about him uh, him treating R. Kelly for genital herpes since at least 2007, after prosecutors were alleging that R. Kelly knowingly infected multiple people Uh, with an incurable sexually transmitted disease, okay? So R. Kelly has pleaded not guilty to charges of racketeering and violating the Mann Act, which I had never even heard of before. The Mann Act is an anti-sex trafficking law. So separately from this case, Kelly is also facing child pornography and obstruction charges in the Northern District of Illinois, and he's facing state charges there for multiple counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse, which of course he strongly denies all of the accusations. So one of the underlying acts that's alleged against him is that he knowingly affected infected women with herpes, which is a violation of public health laws because if you know you have that uh, you know, a transmittable disease like that, you are supposed to notify your sexual partners prior to engaging in sex that you have, you know, whatever the situation. So the women who testified eventually said they were never told. So uh, let's see. You had Chris McGrath, who is a Chicago-based physician, specializing in internal medicine, is the person who testified saying that he had been treating R. Kelly since 1994, and he gave all this testimony about the drug. I think it's called Val something, Valtrex, Valtrex, something like that. And he said that eventually people from the house were calling on a more frequent basis to get more and more Valtrex. And he had also treated some of the women that were there at the house. It's just this thing is like, it must be like watching a crazy movie. So you also had your Geronda Pace, who's now 28. She testified that R. Kelly had sexually abused her in 2009 when she was just 16 and that after a few months of unprotected sex, she developed genital herpes. She said he never told her that he had it, et cetera, et cetera. And the doctor ended up giving her the same Maltrax medicine. But what was crazy to me is that now she testified that she first met him when she went to his trial for the previous charges in 2008, which he was acquitted from. And then he eventually invited her to come to his house by 2009. She went out to the house, and then that's where all this other stuff started happening. So I won't even go into all the details, but you can read about it if you want to know. But all of the stuff she claims that he did, stuff had to do with oral sex, him doing various things, forcing her to do various things, she ended up wiping off semen with a shirt that she kept that she eventually gave to her attorney when she decided after she got away from him that she decided she wanted to file charges. Eventually, she took a settlement, which she was supposed to keep quiet for a million and a half. She told a friend who recorded the conversation. It got back to R. Kelly that this uh, that Jeronda had not kept quiet. So the attorney, I guess, for R. R. Kelly said, "You breached the agreement." She started trying to give some of the money back. I mean, it was just very, very messy. Just a lot of back and forth. She ended up telling the police or the attorneys that she wanted her evidence back. So she has the T-shirt, the stained T-shirt in her possession. It just goes on and on. He told, you know, she said she told him that she was only 16. She showed him her some state identification, and he said to her, well, what's that What's that supposed to mean? And she claims he told her, well, just tell people that you're 19 but act like you're 21. So, again, a lot of he said this, she claims he said this and that. His attorney is saying R. Kelly never sought out any of these women, that they were basically fans slash groupies. And they came to him. So I don't know how this is all going to end up, but I have a feeling brother man's going to stay in jail because it's just too much yeah, stuff.
3: It's yeah. a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. It's you out.
2: Oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's crazy. So uh, anyway, I, you know, we'll see how the trial goes along, but... Hmm. You know, he keeps claiming he's innocent, innocent, innocent. And they say, no, you guilty, guilty, guilty. Wow.
3: So. Never know. Yeah, we have to see. See all the evidence. Wait and see. A lot of times you can make assumptions, but once you see all the evidence, you'd be surprised. So. Yes. We shall see. Right. All right. All right. quit it. Uh, it says former Florida sheriff spent thousands in taxpayers money on his life-size bronze statue of himself. Uh, Pensacola, Florida, former, um, county sheriff David Morgan put him on the kisser list, spent thousands of tax, tax dollars to order a life-size bronze statue of himself last year before uh, the end of his final term in office. Um, <laughs> it's a six-foot inch statue which arrived last week at the sheriff's office a brash narcissist waste you don't make a statue of yourself uh Simmons said on wednesday and you don't use tax dollars to do it um de- uh, he defended uh the decision saying it was um not that big of a deal <laughs> he's he goes on to say i was a, i was a sheriff at the time um, I think people may be, um, wanting to make more of this than it really is. It's just a statue of me saluting the uh, men and women of the um what uh Escabina Esca- Esca- uh County Sheriff's Office. And the first responders that died on active duty. Okay, the statue of Morgan was one of two statues that the former sheriff put uh paid for out of uh sheriff's office. Oh my general gosh. Fund and it cost of $75,000 on boats. He intended them to um, stand directly in front of the main entrance of the agency headquarters as part of its monument to fallen officers. Um, the other statue is a former um, ESCO, Lieutenant uh, Jason Potts, must be his ace, Boon <laughs> and a K-9. Uh, Potts is the sheriff's office, um, k nine uh, unit division, um, as sheriff and has since retired. So um, ordering documents obtained by the news journal uh, show that both Morgan and Pot posed to have their likeness photographed from a 350-degree angle. The photos were uh, mailed to the design company so that its workers would have images um, of which to model, the life-size bronze left replicas. They said, okay, we're gone, we're out, but we want y'all to know who the hell we are. Shit, so... Interesting.
2: That is crazy. How are you going yeah. to just take money that's not yours to spend to create a statue of yourself?
3: <laughs> that's that yeah. some Okay. That's yeah, that's some self-serving BS. That's what the
2: hell it is. Yeah. But you said um, it right. That's some narcissistic bull crap.
3: Yeah. But I got uh-huh. him on the Kiss
2: It List, David Morgan.
3: For both of them. Mm-hmm.
2: Who's the other guy? Pot. Morgan and Potts.
3: That's what both names
2: are. Okay. Uh-oh. Mr. Potts. All right. Hit uh-huh. yep. him and quit them. That was crazy. Uh-huh. All
1: right. What hey, you got, yeah. Papa D? Well, I tell you, it, this is not a case of, uh, and I, I just can't blame this on the Bible white folks, I'll be honest with you. Because <laughs> so they did they, just... They're out of their mind. Get them, get
2: him, Papa Didi.
1: And I'm not saying that to be racist or nothing. I'm just saying they, their they is crazy. I mean they just they this this concern Southwest Airlines. You know their pilots and flight attendants say that they're they're exhausted. Mm. You know, oh, baby. and they're ready to go on the picket line and strike. You know. Oh no. They're saying that the the the, the, uh, the Southwest airline pilots are preparing to ticket preparing to picket. And the frontline employees at the airlines complaint of mismanagement, low staffing, scheduling chaos, and a lack of uh, food and hotels for pilots and flight attendants.
4: Oh no! So
1: everything is all muffed up. You know, and, you know the sad part about it too is the fact that uh, you know they're not saving on this money. You know, they 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 the executive live a life of luxury on different monies that they make on fees and things like that. I mean, the bags are free on Southwest Airlines, but you still get that 911 charge and all the other charges to come out, fuel charge and all that stuff. But now, you know, the abundance of employees is not like it used to be anymore. And uh, a lot of places are half open, half closed and, and all this. So it's a lot of changes. But then you got people getting on the plane fighting over masks. You know, and they're That's pulling crazy. they're pulling the flight attendants in on it, and they expect the flight attendants, as some females are saying, as, as small as I am, and I come to work just to make a living, and I'm breaking up a fight. Why am I in a position to break up two grown ass men fighting over something? And I'm supposed to get in the middle of it, and they're ending up with busted eyes and busted lips and all kinds of situations by trying to be a, a humble servant of Southwest Airlines, breaking up two adults that are fighting. And this is in mid-air So I tell you, boy The world is going to to hell in a handbasket It really is Because we are tripping every day All over, you know Places like Texas and Florida and, and, And all these different places Where people are just like rude and crude They're just Like I said, they have that Trumpism in them Where Trump was always so arrogant and belligerent That white folks are just a small replica of him now thinking that he's going to come to their rescue, push come to shove, but Trump is not relevant. Trump right now is about as relevant as Barack Obama or George Bush or or uh, the other guy, what's his name, Bill Clinton.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: All ex-presidents that have no power. Trump knows it. Trump probably didn't gain about 50 pounds by now eating lobster and caviar and whatever else his yeah, fat ass can eat. Like
4: fast
2: food.
1: Yeah, yeah, burgers and whoppers and, you know, he probably – Ate that new uh, chicken sandwich from uh, Bojangles. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. He's probably side.
2: tearing those up. Anyway,
1: <laughs> but yeah, the situation with that is that uh, you know, God bless the pilots and the and the flight attendants and everything, because they got their hands full every day. You know, they if they think it's a peaceful flight, all of a sudden somebody is screaming some crap, and then it's just just like the gentleman down at the. I don't want to call him a damn gentleman. He's far from a gentleman. The guy that they had the bomb threat, you know, same Trump attitude, you know, Trump. Then it's a cult. It's a damn cult. It really is. <laughs> and You got to see it. You look at it on news, and there's mostly white folks carrying on like this. You know, the sophisticated white people that we respected for years, come to find out, they're vagrants. They're they're belligerent, arrogant, crazy, off the chain. They're a damn mess. Anyway, that's mm, all I got to mm, say mm. about that.
2: Well, I hope they get that resolved because that's my favorite airline.
1: Yeah, that is the Negro Mm airline. Can't go wrong if you go with a national and uh, (laughs) national. What is it? National Alamo and Southwest. That's a good trip. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I got
2: I got one last one for you. Uh, You know how I was talking about the ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee. Well, apparently Russia is now still salty over the Olympics, and they're claiming that the United States rigged the Olympics after, you know, Russia didn't get the gold medals that they thought they should have gotten. Once again, you know, it's that superiority complex and entitlement. They thought they should have gotten more than what they got, so they figure it must be because it was rigged. So they're saying that that when you look at the reality of it, the United States won, Tokyo 2020 Olympics gold medal count and the overall medal count. And that's a fact. No two ways around it. But despite the final numbers, Russia is claiming collusion. Russian officials are making preposterous claims that the United States and other high-powered countries rigged the games against them. So now they're saying that all the high-powered countries got together and conspired to make sure that Russia was not going to win. Even the Chinese state media was bo- boosted their medal count by including Taiwan and Hong Kong so that they could declare victory for their country. Now, I'm like, wait a minute. The countries were separated with their own flags because they are separate countries. But China was so pressed to <laughs> boost their medal count, they said, all right, well, let's count Taiwan and let's count Hong Kong And that will boost our medal count. So we did good. Look at all our medals. I'm like, wow, everybody's pressed. But Russia's accusations of cheating takes on a whole new level because they're saying it was a conspiracy. So, of course, we already talked about this a few weeks back about the whole state-sanctioned doping scandal, which is what got them banned in the first place. And as I have said before, if you're banned, you should be banned, and that should be it. But anyway, the bottom line is that they, uh, the medal count was good for third overall and fifth in gold medals, but they were not satisfied with that. They said that this is their lowest finish since the 1912 Olympics in Stockholm. So now they're pissed. I guess they felt like we should have been on top. We are Russia. We are the best. How is this possible? It's uh, uh, uh. <laughs> So, Russia uh, uh. is trip. And yeah, then they crazy. went on to talk about, you know, with the with the rhythmic uh, or they call it artistic gymnastics. They were pissed because somebody won from what country was it? Um, Israel. The young lady who won that event was from Israel, and they were like, well, she dropped her baton. How did she win? But they forgot about how when they won the last Olympics, they dropped their baton too. So Russia need to go somewhere and sit down. That's all I'm saying. I don't know why they act. Well, I know why they're acting like that. That's that entitlement.
3: Are they on so the list?
2: Yeah, I'm just going to put Russia in general. Uh, uh, they're just sore losers. Sure. You know, you can't win all the time. Yeah. If, if you came but in but third, they, they came in third. But they got gold
3: medals and stuff like that. They got different medals. So they played. But
2: this know. is Russia. Russia is supreme.
3: But they
1: did, they did good in the Olympics. Is that ROC. Yeah. They did good.
2: But overall medal count, they came in third. U.S. came out on top.
1: You know, the and they
2: figured it must be, you know, tricky. They said U.S. and other high-powered countries. <laughs> That's it's the way tricky. it
1: is. It's, just like when you it's go tricky.
2: To,
1: when you go to a book, you know, somebody gonna win, somebody gonna somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose, somebody's going to break even.
2: So, of course, the loser can always jump up and say, you cheating. you dealing from under the bottom. But whatever. This is what drives people to cocktails. Anyway, speaking of cocktails, it's time for the cocktail of the week. You got one for us tonight, Cattle. Can we
3: take a little CC and come back with the
2: cocktail? Okay, we'll take a break and we'll come back with the cocktail of the week. You're listening to The Pajama Party Show.
5: Hi, this is Papa Dee Dee. If you haven't
1: heard of The Pajama Party, you're missing out. We got Hot Topics, Hidden Quitter Headlines, What's Poppin' with Me. Weird news, I'm just saying, with red wine, living for the City again with me, the Hollywood Wrap of the Kettle, the Cocktail of the Week, the World's Famous Kissing List, and, of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306, Or listen at com, and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine.
2: Well, what, darling? Well, I'm feeling parched. Is it time for the cocktail of the week yet? Parched.
3: Yeah. She's
4: so superb.
2: <laughs> I'm feeling touched
3: Oh God. I bet it's you It's time are. for the
2: cocktail mm. of the week, week, week with Kettle. What you mm, got for mm, us tonight, mm.
3: Kettle? Okay, let me see here. We have. Give me one second. <laughs> this cocktail uh-huh. I mean, we have so. We have so many. So, let me see. I was Uh-oh. looking for something with um, a lime infusion. So, um, let me see. They have different cocktails. We might have to come back with the cocktail of the week.
2: Okay. Well, we can do All that.
3: Right. Okay.
2: Want right. to go to what's popping? And then we'll circle back on the cocktail of the week. Yeah,
1: bit. yeah we'll go to what's popping. That'll work. All right. Work. Let's All do it. right.
2: All right. Uh, Papa Papaditi, let's go to you. What's popping tonight?
1: Earlier I talked about the the way uh, T-Mobile was not focusing on their foul-ups with the uh, 53 million people being breached. And and it it was just spoken softly. And T-Mobile didn't even say what they're breached on. I mean, so somebody apparently got all your information all oh, you everything. This is the reason why I get calls and people know my name and everything else. You know, I'm like, well, damn. Well, you know, you get a call and somebody says your name, you don't know what to say. You know, anyway. But the one thing I want to focus on too is 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 commercials. You know, they they're still running commercials like normal. I don't know why these companies think that they have to continue to brainwash our ass. I mean, you know, when I was coming up, there was something called a subliminal message, which kind of puts thought in your head, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you hear something, you know, You deserve a break today, so get up and get away. And you know, you know, it's McDonald's. That was their commercial. And then you had Coca-Cola that had, you know, Have a Coke and a Smile. Now, and this was, you know, the, the premise of the commercial and the jingle made the commercial so, so relative that you remembered it. Now, these, these commercials are just on every two seconds, and the money they're spending to compete with who? We know who you are, Subway, Okay. Subway shows the commercial every minute of the day, and they got all these celebrities in there. They're paying big time. The young lady with the purple hair, the soccer woman, you know, looks like she's like ninety years old. I don't know how the hell she keeps getting on that soccer team. Cause it's old as shit for me. Anyway, uh, and then you got uh, uh, the, the the brother that shoots three point. Steph, he's in the commercial. Tom Brady's in the same commercial. Serena's in the same commercial. I'm like, wait a minute! You and, and the other gentleman, the swimmer, they're all in the same commercial, passing each other. Well, what do you think? What do you think? We four. Five, and then then you got Charles Barkley is doing a narration. He's talking in the commercial, and the rest of them are doing a visual in the commercial. Damn! Six celebrities to sell a nasty ass Subway sandwich, really? And then <laughs> let's jump over to Emo and Doug. With Liberty Mutual, I've never seen. Oh my god, Liberty Mutual has me fucking gagging. Man, these commercials are just on every two seconds with this this old degenerate-looking fart with this overgrown whatever that is hen or what whatever. What is it? What is emo? The emu? Emu is. In, I, I, the I, emu. I don't get it. Yeah, I know, but I've seen them a thousand times. Yeah. I get it. I get it. You know, and then you got Flo with Progressive. I've seen her a thousand times. I'm not going to forget your shit. I'm really not. You know, the little Geico guy with the, you know, the little gecko, the little, what is he, Australian, British, L I'm not going to forget y'all. I, I see a commercial every two fucking seconds of the day. And it's that. that's not subliminal. That's brainwash. You know what I mean? You might as well give me a colt outfit to put on and I'll follow your ass. Like the pie tiger. That's how fucked up you got in my head. You know? And it's like it's just unbelievable, you know, that that we we are just so bombarded with bullshit anymore. It's like like we're idiots, you know? Like like we are so stupid that we just need to be boggled down with nothing else but what people wanna sell us. And it's just getting to the point where I'm like, enough. Stop knocking on my door. Somebody knocked on my door. Hi, I'm selling aluminum siding and windows and, and this and that. He ain't had shit. The man didn't have an ID card, didn't have a laptop. He didn't have shit. Then he wanted my phone number. I'm like, well, well, give me your number. I said, no, I don't want to give you my number. Well, no, we don't give you a number anybody. No, I don't want to give you my number. No, I'm telling you, we don't give, I I don't want to give you my goddamn number. This is the third time you ask me. You know, stop thinking I'm so stupid that you're going to just knock on my door randomly and I'm going to start giving you crap. Are you serious? People, stop it. Really, stop it. When you see somebody walking on your street selling something at, seven, eight o'clock at night when the sun's about to go down and they walk by your ass, steer them down with an evil-ass look, put a crazy look on your face, so they know not to come near your ass. Because they're really not selling anything that you would have a galleon interest in. You know, because it's all bullshit. They don't show you no references. If you're selling something, then give me a book to show me what you can do. Call somebody to use your product. I mean, it's just a mess. People want something for nothing, and everybody wants to walk away with some stuff they got from us. A number, an email address, or something. Stop giving people shit. Keep your shit to yourself. I'm done with that. Ooh-wee. I know that. Okay. Drop
3: the mic. Leave me yeah.
4: alone.
3: I guess that's why people yeah. have cable. Of the commercials
2: i'll hit you, know.
3: you
1: on those commercials <laughs> they, they do wear you out no I, oh, yeah. i'm telling you I'm, i've had enough i, I really have enough mm-hmm. we, the world is so dummy down that it's not even funny you know like, it's almost like we're fools you know you know mm-hmm. we'll be and then it's like so many of them you ever go somewhere and come back and commercials still running
3: mm-hmm. what's that one
1: show bar bar rescue you ever show called bar rescue Oh, yeah, I used to watch
3: Lord, this show. Yeah, I
1: like, Bar I like Bar Oh, no, Rescue. I'm not talking about the show. I'm not talking about, not talking about the show. I'm talking about the oh, commercials. Okay. Oh, that show oh, okay. has, like, 50 commercials per episode. I'm like, what the hell? When's the show coming back? <laughs> yeah.
4: You almost forget they what you watch.
3: You
1: forget what you're watching. Like, what the fuck am I watching anyway? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. well, you know, that's why a lot of people, and, and I do on the weekend, I watch a lot of movies. Um, I wanna be entertained. I don't wanna watch commercials like you said, and you see the same ones. Also, um the um the um is it not geico, is it geico? It's 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 a uh, Liberty Mutual. And um they have different ones with at the Statue of Liberty. It's it's just yeah. bombarded. The Liberty Mutual. You know, you yeah, see that all day every day. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, well, since we've had too many commercials, uh, why don't we have a cocktail to uh, simmer that down?
2: <laughs> oh, okay. You got one? Let's go. What you got for us?
3: Yes. It's called the Old Cuban Cocktail. It's a must-try. This modern classic champagne drink is a mashup of a mojito and a French 75. All right. Ooh. So The ingredients on this is six mint leaves um, um, plus some more to garnish. 3 four ounces of, of fresh lime juice, 3 four ounces of um, simple syrup, 1 ounces of um, aged rum or a little more if you like. Um, I do. 2 dashes of, of Arigastura bitters, and 2 ounces of um, champagne or Prosecco, whichever you uh, prefer. So in a cocktail shaker, muddle the mint leaves with lime juice and simple syrup. Add the rum and bitters and fill the cocktail shaker with ice. Shake until cold, then strain into a cocktail glass. And then we're going to top it off with the champagne or Prosecco of your choice and garnish with the additional mint. And this is the old Cuban cocktail. So. Mm.
2: That sounds really sounds- cake.
3: It sure does. Too bad the glass is too small. I had to put in a bigger glass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, boy Yep,
3: but um, that's it mm-hmm. All
2: right The old Cuban cocktail I like oh, it Oh, for
3: sure Mm-hmm So, yeah yep.
2: All right Well, since all I got right. the mic I might as well go ahead
3: With the it up As I say With the crazy, crazy weird news We got going on Oh, okay um, Go for it All right Why you you always give me the ones With the squirrels and animals? Okay. Rope bridge over busy English road keeps squirrels out of danger. A group of British animal lovers said a rope bridge they erected over a busy road has proven to be a popular means of travel for the squirrels it was designed to keep out of harm's way. This is in uh, Cramlington and District Red Squirrel Group said members noticed squirrels were dying in distressing numbers on the road in this particular town, uh, North, North, North Berlin, uh, while trying to pass between uh, Sequoia Woods and the East uh, Bramlington Nature Reserve. Uh, they were collecting hazelnuts. The group raised over $1,000 and was able to use the funds to erect a thick rope high above the road. Member said the squirrels started using the rope uh, within just a few days, and the number of rodent deaths on the road was sharply decreased. So it's um, fantastic. We can protect the red squirrels from danger, and it's also great for community engagement, the group's chairman said.
2: Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. If so that, they, that put works a rope bridge, they put the rope yep. bridge over the street? And the squirrel started right. going across the rope?
3: Right. Instead of going across the street, they were going across the rope. You know, it's higher up, you know, so people weren't hitting the squirrels. So, I mean, hey.
2: I wonder I how did the sounds. squirrels know to even go up there and go. And That's just curious. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do they know, yeah. Papa Didi? How do did squirrels know? <laughs> they <you> know. <go. laughs>
1: smarter
2: than we are. So you see squirrels on the um,
3: wires and stuff, like the uh, telephone wires. I see them running all the time with nuts and stuff and berries and whatever.
2: I um, guess, yeah, that's a...
3: true. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it sure does.
2: <laughs> okay. All right, well, mine is about a baby shark that was born in an aquarium tank, mm-hmm. but the tank only had females in it. They only kept females in this tank. Now, this wow. is uh, officials at an Italian aquarium said a baby smoothhound shark was born in a tank in which only females are kept. And they said that it might be the first documented case of asexual reproduction for this particular species of shark. The Aquario Carla Ganone in Sardinia said the baby, who they have named Isperia, was born in a tank in which only two female smooth hound sharks have lived for the past ten years. I'm like, wait a minute. Ten years, two females, but one of them had a baby. Okay. The aquarium said officials suspect suspect that the shark was born via a process known as parthenogenesis, which involves a polar cell which contains a duplicate of the egg's DNA, fertilizing the egg in the absence of sperm. Marine biologists at the aquarium said that they have sent samples for testing to confirm whether Asperia is a genetic clone of her mother. So parthenogenesis has previously been observed in three species of sharks, the bonnethead, the black-tipped shark, and the zebra shark. So the aquarium said the results of the DNA test could determine whether smooth sharks become the fourth species to make the list that have that ability to uh, reproduce that way. I don't know. Sounds weird, but some kind of way, one of those female sharks had a baby. Or one of them got out one night, and they don't know who she got out with. Just saying. All right, over to you, Papa mm. Didi.
1: Oh, this is this is weird. New theme park robots plan to have people oh, have people freaked out. This virtual uh, New York Times headline published Wednesday asks, "Are you ready for what do you call it, S- sentient?" Oh,
2: sentient.
1: Sentient. What is that oh, word? Oh Lord.
2: Mean? That means robots that can actually think on their own.
1: Okay. Maybe you should have read this. Sentinence, uh, Disney Robots. Anyway, based on Twitter, the answer so far seems to be not, absolutely not. The Walt Disney Company, now this is a true story, is in the process of developing hyper-realistic, free roman uh, robot versions of beloved characters to populate the grounds of the park.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, is this
1: because of COVID or what happened?
4: All right, I labeling
1: know. them, um, sentinels may uh, be jumping the gun a little bit. But the idea of robots uh, is to put a, put, a um, put it mildly characters that will normally walk around you know the park based on uh, COVID and all that jazz. They're going to have robots now perpetrating the characters. So that's going to be real deep.
5: That's weird.
1: Are they going to be on a track or are they just going to be? What are they, they going to be? Yeah, if it's a robot, around?
2: they can just walk around. They don't need a track. It's not like a car; they just walk around. All
1: right. So, what if they attack, or or just happen to get out of line, like High Robot? Uh, See. Anyway, I don't know how this stuff is really uh, coming about, you know, but they're referencing a lot of movies, like I said, High Robot, and all kind of stuff that uh, was out before on how robots went off and snapped and took over and all that jazz. So,
2: did they mention Westworld? Because that was the one where yeah, they
1: got Westworld. Yeah. Based on the Michael uh, Creighton movie about a Wild west theme park filled with uh, androids, and they're trying to distinguish them and all that jazz. And
2: Yeah. See, I anyway. saw Westworld, and in that movie, you couldn't tell the difference. They looked just as human. They talked human.
1: Yeah. They
2: acted human until they went off on.
1: Well, the, the biggest thing with this here is the fact that Disney has so much damn money. Okay, between all the stuff, the whole what was it, the Pixel uh Yeah. Production with uh, the,
2: uh you name Pixar, it Pixar, yeah.
1: Pixar you know with, what? with it everything. Sounds to me, they, they have a they have nine pounds of money. So when people got money, what does money bring in most cases? Corruption, right?
2: It sounds yeah. to me like they're trying not to have to pay people to do that Well part. of course, of course. You know, all those people, they have to pay to be Alice in Wonderland and, and
1: be Mickey
2: and Minnie and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be deep. I just hope none of the kids get choked or killed or stepped on or whatever these robots are capable of doing. Anyway, stay tuned. Robots are coming to Disney, <laughs> walking around on their own. With
2: walking around looking human.
1: Well, the people are controlling them from a central control location. And I think the visual will be coming out of their eyes of where the cameras would be, and they'll be able to see the streets and everything to make turns and walk, and oh God, that's see
2: that's the thing if they have if they are considered sentient, that's like having um artificial brain, so that means like if you go up and have a conversation with them, their artificial brain processes like a human brain, so you don't have to be on a keyboard saying, "Oh, type this response they automatically know." How to yeah. respond when you say, "Hi, it's Alice. Can I hug you?"
1: I'm not getting that close.
2: Yeah, I think I would run. I, I don't want to be around them. I don't know, Kev, are You going to Disney to see the robots?
3: I ain't messing around with that.
5: <laughs>
3: One of them might grab me. Said, no, no, thank you. Uh, uh-uh, uh, they keep <laughs> Nah, yeah, I'm used to the old Disney. You know how things used to be. You know Man, you come out with robots and just, No. nope. Yeah, that's how they
2: do. That's how they do it. Mm. And you know mm-hmm. they're gonna make people pay for that mess. It already cost oh, what sure. two hundred dollars to get up in enjoy <laughs> joint. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be three hundred to get up in there.
3: So what's Mickey Are
1: They taking a break. Or? I well you know. They, <laughs>
3: It may be. <laughs> I uh, mean, they got to
2: pay people to be in those hot costumes and run around the park. If you can replace them with robots, then I guess they right. feel like, look, robots don't need lunch breaks and union agreements mm-hmm. and paychecks and all of that stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> they try to cut out the humans. I don't know. Yeah, i don't I'll know tell one. you what. <laughs> They, they might humans. mess
1: around. And put, they may mess around. And put a collective bargaining agreement with them. Somebody may say, "Look, these are my robots, and we want a union." Hey. So you never know.
2: If they get sentient be- enough, they might get together and say, "I think we're being taken advantage of. We need a you collective bargaining one. agreement." You
3: watch You watch too much of movies. That's our <laughs> robots. That's, <laughs> our robots. That's just over. <laughs> hey, it can happen. Hey, All right,
2: we're it. gonna take a quick break. And then we're coming back with, I'm just saying, with moi, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show, the best show on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Redwine, just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Mind Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it, PJs only, no clothes allowed, and I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine, are
1: you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, Moodle reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating. I
2: know yeah, you guys aren't so. doing this part without me. Carol, with your yellow sign? Did you tell everybody that
3: um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or
2: call us live? 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter. And don't forget to hit the
1: list. Okay,
2: now is the time for me to sing. Aww. We don't have to stop all that. don't she to sing? Let's
1: get back to you. All right, welcome back to John Party, One. He I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling. Oh, my, my, my. I'm still chirping off those robots. But anyway. All right, it's time for, I'm just saying, I got one for you tonight. Here we go again. Get it in. Can I go ahead and get it in? All right. Here we go again. So there's yet one more case of living while black that happened when police handcuffed a black man and his teenage son and their real estate agent when they were trying to tour a home for sale uh, in a Michigan neighborhood. And all of this happened because a nosy, busybody white neighbor falsely accused them of breaking into the house. Now, the guy's name is Roy Thorne, 36. 46. He's 46. His son is 15 years old, named Samuel. They've been searching for a new house in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area for several months with Eric Brown, who's their black realtor. So on the 1st of August, they met with their realtor, Mr. Brown, and they went to see this two-story brick house for sale in some little suburban area in Grand Rapids called Wyoming. Samuel, the 15-year-old, was the first to notice the police surrounding the house I guess he looked out the window and saw cops running around and he he noticed that they were making hand signals so he alerted his father and looked outside and uh, I'm just saying like here we go again They're just in there trying to take a look at the house for possibly to buy it and now they got to deal with all this so after all this happened on the following Saturday Or the past Saturday, I mean. Police then released a video containing um, the officers, uh, the body cam footage and stuff, and also the footage from the dashboard camera that showed all three of these black males being handcuffed after the officers ordered them to first come out of the house with your hands in the air. So all three, brown porn and the 15-year-old son Samuel, can be seen on the videos with the officers orders and after about 10 minutes they were uh, released so they were still detained in handcuffs for a good 10 minutes but you can hear the officers telling Brown and Thorne and his son that it was a neighbor that reported them to the police mission of breaking and entering into this house you know, The uh the police said that a person was previously had been arrested for coming into this house back in July uh, for breaking into, you know, at that time it was a vacant home. Just one person was arrested. And here's three black men. But the report was one black person had come into this home. So why is three black men automatically suspect? So anyway, the nosy neighbor told the police on August the 1st that the same person who had previously broken into the house had come back driving a Mercedes. But when the police came as a response to the nosy neighbor, uh, they found a Chevy and a Hyundai parked out front. No Mercedes. So clearly, this is not the same car or the same person. But, you know, like I said, here we go again. All they're doing is trying to look at a house and consider buying and now they got to deal with this, handcuffed, traumatized the 15-year-old, handcuffed people for 10 minutes. I'm sure other neighbors on the block were out watching the whole thing go down. People shouldn't have to be, you know, violated and denigrated like that simply because they were minding their own business. Why do you have to be treated like that simply because you're just living while black? Since when did that become a crime? This stuff has got to stop. And you can hear some of the officers on the video apologizing after they took the handcuffs off but yet the Wyoming police department there in Grand Rapids was defending the officers' handling of the whole situation. And they insisted that race had nothing to do with it. And I'm saying, Okay, bull, how are you gonna say race had nothing to do with it? Not not one time did they even ask, What are you doing here? What's happening? You just automatically responded to this white lady who called and said, black people are breaking and entering. You need to come get them. So they came, surrounded the house, throwing hand signals silently, and then demanded that they come out with their hands up. Instead of knocking on the door and asking for some identification, find out who are you, why are you here, that would have squashed the whole thing. But you don't, you know, they don't even go that route. You want to handcuff the men. Then you want to find out what's happening. It should have been the other way around. I just feel like if this was non-black folk, it wouldn't go down like that. I'm just saying, you know, this kind of stuff continues to go on and on. And these nosy white people that keep calling the police about black people that are minding their own business need to mind their own business. All we're trying to do is just live. We're not doing anything different than what y'all do. We go to the store. We go to work. We go shopping. We go out and play and do things, sports, etc. We hang out. We go eat out. We do the same stuff. The only difference is that we get arrested for it, and y'all don't. Enough is enough. This is Red White, and I'm saying, here we go again, and it needs to stop. We need to get off of this freaking merry-go-round. I know everybody is tired of it. I know I am. That's all. Too much for me. Whew. All right, I'm gonna calm down. I'm just tired. Tired, Tevlin. I'm tired.
3: I hear you dropped
2: the mic on <laughs> Yeah, I'm dropping the mic. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, but All you, have to, you know, you have to look at the state.
3: You know, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, depending on where you are, white folks just gonna act a fool. You know, we can't, <laughs> we can't be ourselves. We can't just be like he said. We do the same it same job. It doesn't matter. It doesn't
2: matter where they were just up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. What difference does it make?
4: You're up there looking at a
2: home (laughs) With a licensed realtor But instead of them Like I said Knocking on the door And asking for some identification You already had the house surrounded You know You're going to be on there like Come out with your hands up They didn't even know what was going on
3: Too many of us together If it's more than one That's it They feel threatened As Papa D always says
2: I'm so done with it I'm done Okay. All right. We're gonna shift gears.
3: We gonna put them uh, on the kissing list. Put that county oh yeah, on the kissing list. Sure. yeah, for sure. I'm putting that police
2: department on the kiss kissing list.
3: That's what you do. All right. Dang.
2: All right. Look, I, I, I can I take a little quick break so I can go get some ice. I need some ice. <laughs>
3: I'm good. I
2: need some in my. I need some in my glass, and I need some to put on my head so I can calm it down. Ooh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back on the other side of the break with Papa Didi and living for the city. Ooh, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show. You know how we do. We'll be right back.
5: You're in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Vlog Talk Radio. This is a production of D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who we'll turned the lights off? Call us now nine one four eight oh three four three oh six. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party.
1: Alright, welcome back to the Pajama Party One News, Papadina, Mira Kedd.
2: Hello.
1: And red wine.
2: swa, darling. It's time for a Papa Didi and living for the city. What's well, happening, Papa Didi?
1: I'll tell you what, what you were just saying about, you know, that there, in most cases, is that, see, when people move into these neighborhoods, chances are the availability of the house, you see, you don't see the whole story, and I blame that on the not only the person that called the police, but the dispatcher on how they reported the, crime, the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody involved. Because the one thing white folks got to stop doing is thinking that these neighborhoods belong to them. You know, you own the house. You price to owe a fortune on the house, so you don't even own that, you know. But they've been in the neighborhood so long due to the uh, whole racial divide, you know, back in the 40s and 50s and everything, that their families have grown up in this suburban neighborhood for so long that anybody that comes there that don't look like them, they pick up an immediate level of suspicion. Now, the thing that probably happened in that situation you was talking about is probably they was in there looking at, like I said, one of the nicest houses on on the block,
4: mm-hmm.
1: where the people that were looking at it saw they way clear they could afford it because nowadays the rules don't take you nowhere that you can't afford or you haven't been pre-qualified for, mm-hmm. you know. So they're jealous. First of all, look out the window and say, "Who's that in that in that, that that nice house across the street?" That didn't be nice house across the street. It's black people. What are they doing, And they Call the police. And then the, 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 when you call the police, of these little counties, you know, and you know, Virginia has a bunch of counties. I won't. I don't want to disrespect the counties, but they got a bunch of counties that would react like that. Okay. And uh, once they call the police, it's on. Now the cop comes, and he's just a he's just as white as the the per, person that made the complaint and the dispatcher reported. So you got three Karens, you know, lined up, and all of a sudden the confrontation begins, and you're guilty till proven innocent, which is the case with black people anyway. Whenever we are in society, we always have to be melted down by people. You know, we never can stand strong on who we are. When we go into a group of people that doesn't look like us or not in our environment or a restaurant or a train, plane, automobile, whatever, whatever you're in somewhere, when black folks get up, it seems like white folks just throw eyes on you. You know, I could be on the train and go to the bathroom, you know. By the time I come out the bathroom, I see like 10 sets of white eyes on me. And they're watching every step. If I wouldn't boo, everybody would jump in their chair. It just seems like the eyes are on me when I reach up to get my luggage from the overhead. The eye. By the time I bring my bag down, everybody's looking to try to make sure I don't have their bag. You know, like I got nothing to do but take y'all bags off the train with me when I'm getting off. I mean, it's the, whew, they work hard. From the minute they wake up watching us all day, that's a long-ass day. You know, when it's your turn to watch the black person, oh, my God, that's a long day. Everything we do is surveillance in a restaurant. When we go anywhere we do, anything we do anywhere we go, we're being surveillance, watched, you know. I mean, I've been pulled over by police, but the police say, oh, yeah, I saw it when you made that you, and I saw it when you came back again, and you went back again. I want to tell the couple, fuck, even you watching me through that whole evolution, you know, I may have been confused about where the store was, so I went around the block, and I came back again, and I had to go to the other side of the parking lot. And now you're going to tell me all the stuff I did. I said, yeah, because I was looking for JCPenney's, which is right here. But you watched me do that whole fucking evolution? You know what I mean? It's like, what the hell? Why was I supposed to focus on you when I'm just cruising irregular, doing everything regular, but you look at me like I'm just, I'm about to, you know, rip off the mall. It's scary. It's so scary. Anyway, that's all I got on that. And uh, you know, like you said, uh, Red wine, your piece that uh, man, we're 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 the Karens are out there, and we we're being shook down. I always said it, it's like their turn to watch the black people. Whose turn is it? My turn. I'm watching them. Hmm. And they they pass it like the like a like the baton. You know, they Last thing. they pass the baton. Anywhere you go, somebody's watching you. Thinking that you're suspicious merely because of the color of your skin—an atrocity.
2: Sad.
3: Mm-hmm. What a right. life! That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. What a life that we lead and the shit we got to go through. How about that? <laughs> yeah, there it is.
2: All right, yeah. Kevin. Uh, yes, ma'am. Are You ready? Ready for the uh, Hollywood wrap-up? Sure. All right. Come on, Papa
4: Diddy.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hollywood.
2: All right.
3: Go for it, cattle.
1: What do we got going on in Hollywood?
3: All right. Interesting. Check this out. Dolly Parton, she used her royalties Uh from the Whitney Houston song to support a black neighborhood, the house that Whitney built. Uh, country legend Dolly Parton um, was on um, Watch What Happens with Live with Andy Cohen, his crazy self. Um, she revealed the big purchase she made with her royalties money from I Will Always Love You, that famous song. The 73 song um, that Whitney Houston covered in 92 and became a massive hit on the soundtrack of the um, Houston's film The Bodyguard, which was one of my favorite uh, movies and soundtracks. She goes on to say, I bought my um, big office complex down in Nashville, so I thought, well, this is a wonderful place to be. That's what Dolly Parton says. Uh, She reportedly paid $10 million. Well, she got $10 million from the song in the 90s and continues to make money from it to this day. Um, So while buying an office complex is no biggie, it's um, where and why she bought it. Um, I guess in the quote-unquote black neighborhood. Um, She said, I bought a property down in what is the black area of town, and it was mostly just black families and people that lived around there. So she goes on to say, and it was off the beaten path, um, and she goes on to say, well, I am going to buy this place, the whole strip mall. Like, wow. Hey, you got that kind of money? I say, go for it. I mean, bringing jobs and helping folks in that community, why not? I mean, you know, kudos to Dolly Parton, that's what i say. You know, she okay. got a big thing, Dollywood, so, I mean, hey. Um, also in the news, DMX's family feuds over his estate, which it seems like is not much. DMX's family has gone uh, from grieving to breaching. According to a report, the battle was brewing over what the late rapper left behind. At the time of his sudden death in April, the rapper real name Earl Simmons um, had been engaged to... Um, Desiree um, Lindstrom since 2019, and they have a five-year-old son. Of course, add to his collection of 15 children already. Um, she was trying to uh, become his com- common-law wife, um, but um, I guess uh, the court didn't, you know, see that. A judge denied the request, which might have uh, secured more um, control of the rapper's, you know, estate. So it goes on to say five of his adult children were already fighting against themselves in court. Um, DMX did not have a written will or establish a state. His daughters, uh, Sasha Simmons and Jada Odin, petitioned the court to become the um, administrators. Shortly after that, his three of his sons tried to do the same thing. You know, everything was knocked down. So I guess they're trying to determine who's going to be who. Um so it says in more more than seventy four million dollar records he sold, the sons founding estate, the estate is worth less than one million dollars and the daughter's estate less than fifty thousand. So he was paying child support to nine households, fifteen children. Wow. And uh, you know, um he was up for tax evasion also, one point seven million dollars in tax fraud. So he had a lot of debt, so um yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what's, what's going to happen with that case. So. Um, also, Halle Berry, haven't heard from her in a while, is reportedly being sued by a former UFC star over a role in film called Bruised. Um, former UFC fighter Kat Segano is reportedly suing Halle Berry over a role in the actor's upcoming film, Bruised. According to the court documents, um, the Gango claims that Barry promised her a role in the film, which Barry both stars in and directs. The fighter alleges she pulled out of an upcoming fight to be able to take part in the film, something she claims resulted in her being dropped by the UFC. Barry alleged that withdrew her offer due to the um, Gango no longer being a UFC fighter. So. It sounds like she she cut old she cut old hand off, <laughs> really, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what's so, wrong on that one. Yeah, so it's, 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 that is really going to be interesting to see. So wow, Haley Berry back in news. Haley Berry, Haley Berry. Is she directing that film? Um, yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, a lot of pull on that one, so it's gonna be interesting to see. They probably gonna settle out of court and keep moving. Um, Batman, um, unburied, Winston Duke to voice star is Bruce Wayne. Um, this is the gentleman that was in um the Black Panther. Uh remember he was a villain in the Black Panther. Um, he's hit it uh, from Wakanda to Gotham City. The Black Panther actor will voice star in Batman Unburied, the upcoming Spotify podcast that hails from The Dark Knight screenwriter David uh, Goyer. He's going to oh, star as okay. Bruce Wayne with um Harry Potter actor Jason Isaac joining as um Alfred, uh Batman's trusty butler. Yeah. So, um interesting. So, we will see. And uh also, um, Carrie Ann, she is leaving the talk. She took a hiatus in April, but she is permanently leaving the talk. Um, she doesn't really say why, but she's thanking everybody underneath the sun, the cast, people behind the scenes and everything. But um, she she left for some mental health issues, she said. Um, you know, she's trying to get herself together, whatever, but she's permanently leaving the um, the talk. So. Um, I'm just surprised that that, that uh, show is still on the air. I'm I'm really yeah. surprised about that. That's what I was thinking. And yeah. Um, I mean, because it has really unraveled. Sherry Osborne, you know, that controversy over that. So, I don't know. And uh, last but not least, Mike Richards is out as Jeopardy host amid his scandal. Yep. So, Yay! Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I me, mean, honestly, I think it was already rigged that he was going to be the host and they were just out there fishing for, you know, trying to bring some popularity to Jeopardy. But, um, some things that he said on the podcast, um, they didn't like, so um, they tore him up on Twitter. So, it was like, okay, you got to go. You know. Now, I don't know if he's going to remain uh, executive producer on the show or not. I'm not sure. So, but, um, uh, it's going really interesting to see, but he's out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're the, weak, you're the weakest link. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh,
3: you are the weakest yeah. link. Goodbye. Yeah, and that's my, yeah, that's my Hollywood
2: wrap-up. All right. Good one. I was mm-hmm. so happy to hear that he was out.
3: Yes. Yes, you and me both. <laughs> uh, so he gave kudos to himself. <laughs> he
2: said, how are you going to do that? Mm-mm-mm hot mess all right well we're down to the kiss it list so papa dd can you explain what exactly is the kiss it list
1: that's a kiss of death anybody to show their butt it's the time to put you on blast like t-mobile messing up everybody's data not caring still throwing commercials out and trying to sell us two years of a free and then do a re what is the reoccurring uh bill yeah. probably be like fourteen dollars a month. with the bill
2: after that expires.
1: So we got to protect ourselves from the people that we're paying religiously every month on a subscription. We still got to pay them to mm-hmm. cover us. And what else we What else you want to do? Wash your car, shine your shoes. T Mobile, anyway. I think
3: this is the uh, thing. Look. I think it's up out to get more money. I think that's what that is. I'm
1: bumped at. <laughs> Yeah, they probably oh. still paying for that Super Bowl. They're so, wrong for that, but sure, the sure. weekend they're paying that mm-hmm. off.
2: Also, uh, McAfee, because McAfee is some crap.
1: I'm telling and you, and for them to mm-hmm. push
2: that, that ain't
1: right. The CEO was indicted mm-hmm. last year because he's crooked as hell. Uh, same, same. Floyd,
2: Floyd Roseberry, the guy who drove up there on Capitol Hill, threatening to blow up stuff. Mm-hmm.
4: But, and then
2: now he's acting like he's crazy. He's mm-hmm. on the kissing yeah. list. Uh, mm-hmm. David Morgan and Mr. Potts, the two guys who spent uh, taxpayer money to to buy bronze statues of themselves. <laughs> that was crazy. They, and they're both ex-sheriffs, I think, or something. But anyway, okay, Russia for being salty and claiming that the U.S. colluded with other countries to make sure that they didn't win top prize in the Olympics. You're on the kissy list. Disney for trying to come up with these robots at the um, Disneyland Disney World wherever
4: yeah we'll see that (laughs) on
3: the news one
2: yeah that Mm. I don't think that's a good idea so Disney Mm -hmm. robots Uh, the police in Grand Rapids for handcuffing those three brothers when they were just trying to look at a house to buy Mm.
4: They're on the kitchen
2: Mitch McConnell as usual uh, all those Republicans who were still fighting against masks and now have tested positive, y'all are on the kiss it list. Uh, <laughs> anybody else?
3: I You have anybody, Pop?
1: No, I'm just still trying to figure out what does what Dolly Parton actually do. I mean, she, she said she brought something in a neighborhood, a strip mall in a in the black community, I mean, it's a community. Now it's up to you to make it what it is. her ass on the kitchen Oh
2: Lord, the <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I mean, God.
1: you know, it's almost like saying, he, you know, I got black friends. She's
3: doing something, uh, you know, because she got the money from the royalty. So a portion of that, she invested into quote unquote the black community. I mean, hey, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know. I, I, but you know, you I don't just have don't to look into it further. I just don't see the significance. I, I mean, what are you trying to prove? Won't you just? Build some houses for black people since you got such a guilty damn complex of getting all these checks that you know you didn't earn. You could never have sung that song like that. So it's a bunch of bullshit. What on to kisses? Oh man! All
3: right, Her. Her.
1: And them titties also. Oh um, Lord! See
3: what I'm saying? I, I have uh, uh, Mike
1: right, Richards. So a yeah, he's Mike. Oh died. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh how did he win that anyway? He's a he's a. Freak. He didn't win it. He
2: just.
3: I'm just saying, he, he
1: right. He, he, he got the award. He, he was a day he, had been he the exact, a, took the day yeah. job.
3: That's what the hell he did. And guess what? He got bitten. So, okay, you want yeah. to hear this, Mike Richards?
1: That's, well, that's how that's podcast. Right. He sound like Howard Stern on that podcast. Oh, yeah,
2: he was trusty, what
3: Tell
1: the girl, you yeah, have been naked. Been, you posed naked before, right? You posed naked. Mm. You posed. He's a freak. <laughs> Well, is that, yeah. if
2: that's everybody.
1: He's no Alex. Uh, no, Beckett, I, no. I,
3: I have one more. I have the UFO uh, um, fighter, Kat in Gugino. Oh, yeah. The one that's trying to sue um, Halle Berry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She so.
3: messed mm-hmm. her own
2: self up. So, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. sure. She's looking
1: bad these
2: days. Put her on
3: the
1: list. She's not attracted she's, like she used to be. She, she's looking real looking tired. She's looking for some she's damn looking,
2: money. That's all.
1: Was, that's all. Okay. Holly needs a good night's sleep.
2: All right, we got a special gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It List.
0: And kiss here it is. Kiss
2: my, my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish
0: ass. This
4: world, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You can die.
1: All right, welcome back to John Party, When he host, Papa Didi, I'm here with Kettle.
2: Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last word. Right. What's your last word, Papa Didi?
1: My last word is that Holly uh, Berry. I think she gets you a good, night's nice sleep. You ain't looking as good as you used to. Used to be a doll baby. Used to be a doll baby. I mean, she was like, oh my god, in the movie uh, Boomerang.
2: Yeah, but look how long oh, ago
1: that was Yeah, but she was fine as hell at one time Now, she's, she done been through more drama and crap and, and bullshit And that was what, and, 25, 30 years you know, ago? No? Come on, this man. is my last word, we, you? you okay. know, kind of <laughs> Damn, I ain't stepping on your last word Anyway, I mean, you know, she's cool and all But I just think that Holly Berry needs to, like, find herself, you know Have an affair with Eric Benet or something, you know do something You know I bust Take your shoes off Like you used to With Eric Benet And walk on the beach And shit Anyway Get your groove back Stella uh,
2: okay. Anyway Well My last word is Today is National Radio Day For week Month Yeah something. Yeah Alright so Shout out to all The radio broadcasters You doing your thing And uh Happy Radio Okay. Okay. Yay. Mm-hmm. And white people stop calling cops on black folks for nothing.
4: Ooh. That's my
2: last word. What's your uh-huh. last word? <laughs> well, you touched on to that back radio? Back.
1: Anyway.
2: <laughs> Hello.
3: I'm sorry. What was that? No, I I, I thought Papa Didi was still talking. You finish? No,
1: I was I wasn't saying anything. Go ahead.
3: Oh, okay I was saying I was gonna piggyback on this national radio day um you guys i mean if if you're not a history buff check out uh when radio started and the significance of um radio I'm telling you it 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 kind of brings people together and I mean from music to news to weather to whatever so um you know kudos to the man who created and and invented um, this radio thing. His name is Gillimo McConaughey, back in 1890. So, if you guys want to do your homework on radio, when it started, and it didn't start in the United States, it started in another country.
2: (laughs) So, we always
3: think we're the first to doing things, and you'd be surprised. So, uh, interesting. All right. But, um, also, uh, just be careful out there. Mask up. Vaccinate and whatever you got to do. And uh, just be safe out there, people. And uh, I appreciate everybody uh, listening tonight. Um, next time, call in. You know, fight with Papa Didi. Ask me some questions. Ask Red Wine some questions. We want you guys to be a part of the original pajama party every Friday night. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you. That's my last word.
2: All right. Well, like Kettle said, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, but now it's that time, and we got to go. So we're going to say good night, and we'll do it again next Friday. Say good night, Papa Didi.
1: Good night, everybody.
2: Say good night, Cattle. Good night. And this is Red Wine. Bonsoir. Arrivederci. Adios. Until next week. Peace.
0: Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabateji, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers.
1: Well, when you I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Davi I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night. And good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me?
0: Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night.
1: Good night.
0: Thank you. Oh, Goodbye right. now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.
1: Thank you for attending our show and good night.
0: Put on the party. Grown and sexy, throwing a party. Put on the party. Party crew, keep it real for you. No clothes allowed. Put on the party. Grown and sexy, throwing a party. Put on the party. Party crew. Oh the lovely calm and day, the party. will be do